Welcome to the Keegan Smith Podcast. Choose what you give your life to or have it stolen from you. My mission is to rewire for power. We've all been gifted massive potential. This podcast is about unwrapping that gift. What if you could? Potentiating wellness, abundance, and movement. Today's podcast is proudly brought to you by Real Movement Level 1. Real Movement was started in 2014 to help coaches get better. Since that time, it's helped over 70 of its members open new training facilities and dozens of its members get started working in professional teams. Some of those coaches are now running programs in professional teams around the world. The program is designed not just around increasing your knowledge. You can go and sit on YouTube all day and hear information about just about anything out there. What this program is about is about you experiencing and taking on your best self. You get three days face-to-face and three months of online development. Get into it. Here we go. Episode number 12. Today's going to be short and sharp, and it's really getting to the point of why train. Now, I know that for a large proportion of society, regular physical development is not part of uh, daily routine. Physical exercise or physical activity is slightly more more common, but really it's physical development that that is my passion and that is why I train. Okay, so you can call it uh, practice. You know that's kind of the American word for uh, when you go and develop skills. In Australia, we call it training. It's about having an outcome of getting better. Okay, so why? consistently work towards an outcome of being uh, physically better that's that's the question if i look at for myself where this has come from you know i think it's generational and i would say that that urge is there on some level across the human race and that you know that's a massive generalization but i you know it just makes so much sense that there is a physical urge, there's a physical reward. We have a reward system that after an intense physical effort, you know, we get uh, some improvement in, in mood, some improvement in, you know, uh, there's a reward, like there's an inherent re- reward feeling that goes with training. So it makes sense that we're just wired for that. The statistics around depression and, and exercise, you know, show that and anxiety, things like that, that physical exercise is something that can help to diminish those, those things. And I think that's probably another reason why it's such an important part of my life. You know, with the times where I've stopped training or stopped feeling like I'm developing myself physically, you know, they've been some of the hardest times in my life. Like it doesn't, it goes together for me that I need to feel as though there's a physical progression in my life. And I also like to feel like there's a progressive contribution that I'm, that I'm making. And I like to feel like I'm connected to other people. You know, they're, constants um, that, that I'm looking for and you know I think they are fundamental um, you know fundamental desires as well as sort of having your your needs met food safety uh, shelter those sorts of things so you know the reward then is not necessarily in being the best but I think it's in in a process and I think you know that's cliche but True, you know, if if you did the work today and even if you're a long way away from the best level you've been at, then you still, you know, you still done the work today and, and even if you know you know that you didn't do the work yesterday and you know that you've dropped the ball, um, like 
you still know that you did the work today and you, you know and that's i think a great you know platform to live from when we're missing that daily work uh you know it's easy to to miss it in other areas it's easy to doubt you know what's life about where am i going uh, i just don't know how people can live without consistent you know physical practice physical development and i think it you know this isn't to the exclusion of mental development you know that that other side of life, you know, also is, is closely connected to this. I think if you're pursuing the physical development, then you're likely to continue to pursue, um, you know, more knowledge, apply knowledge in your life, uh, apply, you know, physical, other practices that will improve your, your mental and spiritual health, you know, whether you're doing, uh, meditations or prayers or, you know, listening to things which enrich life on a philosophical level, you know, Buddha or Alan Watts or, you know, all of those sorts of things, I think deeper thinking is closely connected with physical development. So that stereotype of like the muscle head, and for sure there are muscle head guys, um, but I think for the most part, you'll find that most people who get right into strength training are actually deep thinkers and they, you know, they do want to um, explore all all assets of all aspects of life, all facets of life. Um, so, you know, that's... For me, that those those two are so closely tied together. Uh, I love seeing development in strength. I love being able to look in the mirror and see that there's progression. Okay, there's there's all these ideas now that you're either a bodybuilder or you're a powerlifter or you're a gymnast or you do bodyweight training or you know you're a weightlifter or you're a crossfitter. But everything wants to be labeled and branded, but really it's it's one human being and the one human being is you know it can it can work across anything that like the labels of movement are really not that relevant i think whenever you fall in love with one label you know there's there's going to be a lot of a loss and suffering that comes with that if you have just the single focus of you know i want to be a great bodybuilder then you you're going to have a massive loss in in function um in terms of you know probably mostly in power agility things like that um you know, you can still develop good mobility. You can still have good strength, but there's, there's always going to be a loss. You know, get becoming an, an amazing, you know, specialist in deadlift. Deadlift's probably the lift that I'm most suited to, you know, and specializing in, in the deadlift. You know, I think I could get to some really nice, uh, numbers, but if I was to just specialize in that, it would be, I'd be so disappointed when it comes to, you know, doing anything else like to being able to do handstands to being able to to do a back bridge to you know to the mobility required for press handstands it just doesn't make any sense to me to specialize in one movement to the sacrifice of the the whole being because the whole being is what has to live life right so if there's a decrement in health if there's a loss in in sort of the body that you get to live life in you know the, the general physical capability of your body that goes through day-to-day activity and that's a huge sacrifice you know I don't, I don't think that's a sacrifice that that we should be making and i think even if you do want to specialize in powerlifting or something like that you know just a small amount of work generalized work uh, you can maintain a lot of function while still you know getting good in one area and i think you know the west side bible method i speak quite a lot about louis simmons and west side bible but that general approach that they have that runs parallel to the most specific kind of powerlifting you know the, the geared powerlifting is extremely specific but then keeping that general base of pulling sleds and jumping 
and you know the long duration um, sets and all that sort of stuff. You know, I think that is, um, yeah, it keeps it keeps some perspective of at least being able to be a human. And I know that sounds like a contradiction when you look at, you know, how heavy those guys are and how much function they do tend to lose. But they they are, you know, they are working hard to maintain a general base. And I think that's that's why that stuff exists within that system because without it, there's no way they would be able to continue to lift. Like even with the the smart level of generalization that they have, you know, it still breaks them down. They could potentially have a little bit more. They could potentially, you know, incorporate uh, a little bit more mobility stuff. And, you know, it would be interesting if they, you know, would see a decrease in their strength numbers as a result of that, or if they would just see uh, improved performance and, and longevity, um, keeping the joints healthier. Um, it's also like another big reason why I train, if I'm honest about it, is to be able to have something to offer to other people. Like I think it's it's probably the it's probably the primary thing for me that I I like having something to give to other people, and I like you know being of of value uh, to society, to a sports team, to an organization, to pretty much anyone who I meet. Uh, to be able to say, well, yeah, this is what I do. These are the things that I'm capable of. Like this is, you know, I can I can take you along this journey. How far do you want to go? You know, and that's pretty much been a constant through my life since my earliest memories as well. Like I, I've taught, um, I remember teaching kids how to catch and throw, you know, who didn't get taught by their, their parents and just didn't get exposed to much sports, like six, seven, eight years old. I loved, you know, teaching other kids, uh, movement and you know teaching them skills and I've I've always done that. I coached hockey uh, from a pretty young age. I coached men's teams when I was like twenty. Um, I coached you know under fifteens teams when I was yeah like twenty as well. State under eighteens when I was under twenty ones. I think so. You know that was uh, something that I've always been around. Obviously with my my father being an NRL coach and and my brother then going into coaching as well. Coaching is something that I've always been around, and when it comes to you know strength training, it's it does make a difference if you can walk the walk, and and for hockey as well, you know, like I was working really hard to be the best hockey player that I could be, and you know I got to you know a, a solid you know state level player, and you know that was a foundation to be able to coach from. Uh, I know that a lot of coaches don't necessarily believe that you have to, you know play uh, very well to, to be a coach but I think it's important that you try really hard for a bunch of time and, and get as good as you can get um, to at least experience it I know in the Bob Takano book that I mentioned the other day the weightlifting book uh, Bob Takano they, he talks about the Russian system if you want to be a, a weightlifting coach you have to at least become a class two lifter and class two is just slightly below the standard that I'm at at the moment so it's not a very high standard but it means that you know, you have to have a go at lifting. Like you have to experience some level of consistent training um, if you want to go and coach it. And a lot of the best coaches, you know, and and some of the best scientists, PhD scientists and researchers, are actually world class lifters as well. Um, in the weightlifting history, it's quite common on the like the Russian Soviet side. Um, someone like Mario Di Pasquale, you know, is a powerlifting champion across multiple categories, and he's also made. A massive contribution um, to nutrition with a pr- promoting a low carbohydrate and cyclical ketogenic or um, yeah just even he's got some other variations around that but he's made a big contribution to, to strength science 
into nutrition for for strength power sports body composition training and you know he did that on the back of being a world-class athlete and I think that's that's sort of a big part of what goes on for me as well like I feel like getting to another level physically will open more doors to to have more influence and and help more people because you know this is definitely the way I look at things like I look you know what have you done what results have you had with other people and then you know on the basis of that you know that that has a big influence on how much I'll listen to the opinion of, of someone so it doesn't they don't necessarily have to be world class themselves if they're continually working with other people who are getting world class results then you know that that's enough to for for me to be you know listening to what they're they're talking about but for people who haven't achieved a high standard and they've never coached anyone at a high standard then you know I don't I don't recommend listening to those people um you know you can learn something off everybody but in the information age and in information saturation age you know I would stick to people who've got world class results for themselves or you know worked with uh people who've who've had world class results or at least the results that you want right if someone's you know at the the place where you want to be then you know listen to them because they're probably going to have an idea of of how to get there um none of it's really come naturally to me like i don't i mean i've, I've com- what comes naturally to me is competing hard and continually wanting to improve like i've always uh been a hard worker um, as far as physical training goes um, and studies, that's that's something that's come naturally to me. Like wanting to be, you know, be the best uh, or one of the best at least. Like to be competitive, I guess to be you know near the top is probably what I've always tried to do. I probably haven't had single-minded focus of being the best, but I've always wanted to be uh, amongst the best um, in academic stuff as well as in in sports. Um, so yeah, I mean, that's, that's a, a driver that that's still there. And, you know, it's, I guess a roundabout way, it's a slow way, the way I'm trying to train now, or the way I have trained over the recent sort of four years, I've gone after such a wide variety of characteristics and traits that, you know, they haven't, they haven't developed a lot. And it kind of looks like I'm sitting in the same place in a lot of ways to, you know, where I was in 2013, 14, I look back at things I was doing and some of them I can't do now. Um, but at the same time, I feel as though it's opening the opportunity to be in a place that, you know, no one's ever been to be able to be good with the barbell, to be good with body weight, to have good body awareness, to you know be a skills, you know, skills, skill development expert. And I think, you know, that together with the philosophy that runs behind it and all the time of sort of backpacking and figuring out, you know, how to have a positive influence on the world and, and that whole story, you know, is putting me in a unique position. And, you know, that's what I encourage you to do. Like get to a position that no one's ever been in. Get to a position that, you know, you're making a unique contribution to the world. I think we, sh- we should all, you know, there's value in striving for that and, and in and in doing that and getting to that position, you know, then you have something to give that hasn't been given. So, you know, that's, that's really a big part of, of why I train because I want to be able to show with a physical example, show, you know, with taking my shirt off that I'm serious about what I do. And, you know, bodybuilding is, is a part of it. Like it's so, you know, CrossFit is a, is a great form of bodybuilding. Yes, you get a bunch of other characteristics as well. 
but it's bodybuilding. Powerlifting is bodybuilding. You know, gymnastics is bodybuilding. There's a huge skill component over the top of it as well, but you can't flex bone. So at some point, it's about building muscle. You can, you know, put a huge neurological focus on it and not try to develop too much uh, physical structure in the Pavel Tzatzeline kind of approach to strength. And, and maybe that's where um, Ido Portal and Roy Gold and that are going, where they're trying to minimize muscle mass at the same time as maximizing strength and power. But for the most part, you know, optimizing body composition, and usually that's going to mean having a significant amount of muscle mass, is, is going to be a big part of the picture if you're interested in strength and power. Um, I'm just watching uh, Chinese weightlifting. I've been watching a bunch of um, Coach uh, Ma um, stuff on Instagram. He gives away tons of really good information there. Um, always advertising for his seminars as well. But uh, he's, uh, yeah, he, you know, one of his posts is like close up shots of, of one of his big lifters there and just saying, yeah, like bodybuilding is a part of this. Like you, you're not going to lift the weights that the top guys lift without having the amount of muscle mass that they have. And you're not going to be the strongest guy in your weight category if you're carrying an extra 5% or 10% body fat compared to the top guys because that extra fat is in place of muscle. Okay, so it's all it's all got its place. And, you know, that's that's why I train. Like I train to look the part, I train to be the part, uh, to be able to, to help others, to inspire others. And, you know, it's easy for us as human beings to draw inspiration and think, well, if, the, if he can do it, I can do it. If, if she can do it, I can do it. Um, I think that that monkey see monkey do thing, the mirroring, I think it's very, you know, it's, it's innate and, you know, research will probably show that more and more, but we tend to do, you know, the things that people who we, uh, we hang around or spend time focused on, you know, that's, that's where we go with our own actions. So that's why environment's so important. Um, but it's also, yeah, important to, you know, I just want to see people explore more of their potential and, and get to another level. So that's that's you know why a big part of why I train is to to help other people to experience the the physical development that I've you know I've experienced and I would like to go a lot further because I think that gives permission and and space for a lot of the other people who I spend time with to go further. Now that's not saying that you know people I worked with haven't gone further than me. Obviously, obviously most of them have. Like working in the NRL, like they're professional athletes, and they're doing things that I couldn't dream about. Um, working with Sonny Bill Williams and and also you know guys like Troy Savage in in Real Movement Project. Like you know he's doing um, multiple freestanding handstand push-ups at the moment. He came in with a massive you know, bench press and, and now, he, you know, he learned a handstand and he, and he learned to balance it all through range of motion. You know, he's, he's way better than me at, at that. And that's, you know, that's awesome. It's, it's, it's not that no one's going to go past you, but by them seeing you strive and they, and, and work towards stuff and set targets and, and set parameters around training, then it's going to give them permission to, to do things that, you know, no one else is doing. And the, I don't think there's another, as far as I know, you know, X, uh, NRL fringe, you know, Troy was close, really close to playing NRL there. Um, player who who can do that stuff, and you know, it's it's because he was in an environment where that's what we work towards, that's what we strive towards. Um, so that's a big part of it. That's why I train. Uh, I love seeing uh, your progress, and I would love to, you know, know that your training consistency and your training intensity and your focus is increasing. You know, as a result 
of placing more importance on what you do. If you realize that your actions are important, then we take so much more responsibility for them. And, you know, I think that's a huge part of this is, you know, just getting, you know, your own power comes back from your own physical development. And as you put more importance on your actions and you see your actions resulting in a different physical outcome, then, you know, you give yourself that opportunity to value your actions in, in other areas of life as well and to, you know, draw power from from discipline and from making strong decisions. So that's really what this this whole journey is about. I want to see you get stronger. I want to get stronger. I want to be able to help more people to realize that they can go a lot further and do things that they didn't think they could do. And I know that if I can continue to do that, then there's going to be a lot more other people that will uh, buy into the same philosophy for themselves. And, you know, that carries over to all the people in their circles as well. So it's a domino effect and it's a positive thing. So let's get after it. Let's see how far we can go. And uh, I will talk to you guys in podcast number 13 very soon. Man, that guy can talk. But he does it because he loves it. If you loved it, share it. Give us some feedback. What was great? What didn't you like? What was your biggest take-home message? Make sure you stay in touch with us on Instagram and share your wins, people. This win is only going to come if we do it together. We have to take ourselves further. By taking ourselves further, we give permission for everybody around us to make positive changes in their lives and to become the people who they want to become. Everybody's changing the world. You are changing the world. Let's do this together. Let's see how far we can take it. Imagine, imagine if we all put our full heart into becoming the best versions of ourselves every single day.